Hey, what's up, you spooky bitches? Welcome to another episode of Aaron the Bland Podcast with your favorite final boy. I'm your host, Aaron, and today we will be diving into a popular horror franchise everyone knows as A Nightmare on Elm Street. To help me out, I have Angel joining this nightmare today. Hey, Angel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm, you know, chilling like a villain. As you should be. I am on the same boat as you, and we're on the same wavelength as well, because you know why. But we're not have to go into <laughs> depth with that. <laughs> But yeah, today's going to be a fun ride, I'm hoping, and just talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. I know you wanted to talk about this franchise, and you're the one that brought it up to me, so I had to go into and actually watch some of the movies so I can get ready for this podcast, because A Nightmare on Elm Street was never a franchise I really dived so much into. I've only seen the original and the very newest one, and I saw a little bit of Dream Warriors, but I never finished it, so I was like, I should probably do some of them at least so you gave me one through three and also the um, west craven's new nightmare but i unfortunately did not watch that but i will get to watching that probably after this but yeah thanks for joining me today and actually talking about a nightmare on elm street so what made you want to talk about it honestly i mean i'm always down because freddy cooper has always been my favorite uh, slasher Ever since I was a kid, it's weird. I was that kid that really said, like, if I could pick which of these slashers would kill me, it was always Freddy. Or at least, which one would have the opportunity to kill me? I mainly because of Dream Warriors. I was like, I may have a chance, but I know I would never have a chance to outrun anybody else. Because even when they're slow, they still can kill you. Exactly. And in Dream World too, have you ever tried running in a dream? It is not happening at all. No, I know. See, that's the thing, though. At least I know he would do it in a creative style. Like, yeah, there's creativity. There is definitely. And just being able to mash dreams and nightmares together. So it just has you more scared, like knowing if I die in this dream, I'm going to die in real life. So I really need to make sure what I do here is going to count. And me having nightmares a lot, sometimes I'd be thinking, like, well, what if I, like, really die? Like, it really happens. Like, I would get too much in my head. So I don't think these movies will really help me with that idea because it's going to probably feed into that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I I wanted to dive into A Nightmare on Elm Street and being able to watch one through three. I have, like, a new, like, found love for it. I already liked Freddy Krueger and, like, just him as a slasher. And I just needed to give him some more opportunity to actually watch the movies itself. So that's what I definitely did. And I'm glad you made me do it because now I'm going to have to just revisit all the other ones and just finish everything. Because I can't really call myself a horror fan if I never have seen a whole franchise like this, you know? Yeah, especially of like the iconic ones. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like Freddy is an icon. I mean, he's not a classic, but he's in the icon era. Definitely. And I know like... I think a lot of people might stray away from you and watching them because you know how like eighties movies are just so cheesy, but like, that's yeah. like a lot of it too. So, which I don't mind it. Like sometimes I call out a couple of things in the movies and I'm like, Oh, they, I can see this or I could see like a cable. But, like now they have more technology, but again, like mm. sometimes like having more technology doesn't make it a great movie. For example, the new nightmare on Elm street that, well, it's not new, but like the newest one, that yeah. one, what was your opinion on that? I, I hated it. But no, okay, here's the shit about it. Like, I feel like the premise, the way that they were cultivating his uh, backstory was good. Like, it's just Freddy himself was, he was the most, ugly. like, it was, like, ugly, but not, he was ugly for ugly. 
Like, if Monsters had a dating app, he would not get swiped right. He was just not there. He definitely wasn't. And, like, all that CGI on him just did not work. It, like, at least do the practical effects, you know? Like, if they did it in yeah. the 80s, like, you can make it at least maybe look a little slightly better. I, I mean, I think they did super well with Freddy Krueger, like, how he looked. Like, he looks, like, scary. But if I saw yeah. CGI Freddy and I'm like, what the hell are you? It's uh, like, like they really wanted to make him a burn victim. <laughs> yeah and it, it just it was just not it i i do understand like the plot and everything of the movie itself i did enjoy i think that took a lot of into account of like me even liking it like slightly so i was like damn like maybe it could have been a such better movie if they just made him look better because the plot itself like the kills were cool and then they yeah. kind of still followed like the original like this was kind yeah. of like the original like i mean even though you had like a guy being like the final boy instead, you know, like he was like the main character slightly. And yeah, it was just like weird. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is right. Well, the thing was that the movie, like the plot, like when they, like the whole way that they like discover, like the kids are trying to like defend and then they realize he was a sicko. It was like, it was a amazing plot. Like I, as a Freddy movie, I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. you can't like a movie when the main slasher looks like that. Right, exactly. So at least we'll be able to talk about one through three where he looks like not like that, you know, (laughs) so we can get into that. But before we do so, I know you said that Freddy Krueger is your favorite slasher. What would be your favorite horror movie? If you I mean, I know there's so many out there. So you can give me one at least. (sighs) My favorite horror movie. That's a good one. Okay, so yeah, Freddy is a good slasher movie. But gosh. Wait, that's a good question. Oh There's so gosh. many. Yeah. yeah, there is. There really is. Um, I'm thinking of one that made me like not able to sleep for weeks. You know what? Okay. No, was it was it the first? Was it Conjuring? The one with the little little red devil? Uh, that's Insidious. Insidious. Okay, that movie. I see. I'm on a level. <laughs> Um, that movie scared the shit out of me because of that, especially that one scene in the movie theaters. I remember jumping very, and it was a really good movie. The part where like the mom's talking about like talking at the table, right? And then like it yes. pans to the sun and then the devil's behind that scene scared the shit out of me. And no. I don't get scared that easily, but that scene, I, I don't like it. For some reason, no. it gives me like heebie-jeebies, and it's because I always think of something like that happening, like where it's like I'm looking at someone and I look down for a split second, and then I look back up, and then like something's behind them. So I'm like, oh my god, it can happen out of nowhere. So I freak myself out a little too much. So yeah, I would agree with that. And what about yourself? Myself, I have so many horror movies that I. And I always have to change it because sometimes like I ask this question and then I always have to change my answer. Because, but I have so many. So if I were to choose one right now, only I'm going to probably say this one only because I want to talk about this on my podcast. So it would be As Above, So Below. I love that movie. Like as a whole, I don't know if you ever watched it and I'm sure a lot of people probably like rank on it so is much. It the one about the, is that the one about the, the catacombs? Yeah, it's the catacombs one. Yes, I have seen it. That is a good movie. Yeah, I okay. I'm a sucker for found footage movies. So even if it's yeah. horrible, I would probably enjoy it because something about like being it makes you feel like you're in the movie itself. 
So that's mm-hmm. what I really like. And I always think of myself as a person that's recording everything. So I was like, okay, if I was in that situation, I will be fucking flipping. Of course, like seeing someone just run through a hallway where it's just dark, you're like, okay, that's not that scary. But like, if you're in that situation itself, you are terrified. So I think a lot about that way. And just having like that demon aspect towards it, like you have to kind of wash away your sins and then kind of like... It wasn't like a rebirth, but basically, like, they're going to try something that they feel like was going to work and be able to live at the very end. Me, I don't think I would have jumped into that fucking hole because I'd be like, I'm going to die anyway. So what the fuck am I like? I can't do anything. Or I wouldn't know what I would need to confess. Like, there's I I would be so shocked because what if I confess to something but like that wasn't like the deepest one i would just say as above so below is um my, one of my favorite horror movies so if you haven't watched it i would highly suggest everyone to watch it i do want to cover that in the future so i'm gonna have to rewatch it once again even though that would probably be like my 10th time but it's okay i i wouldn't mind it so let's just jump right into a nightmare on elm street we're going to be doing one through three of course so i gave you i'm going to give you some questions and then basically you just answer and then we'll go from there Okay. All right. So in regards to A Nightmare on Elm Street 1, so we have our character, Freddy Krueger, who has become an iconic horror villain. What do you think makes him so memorable and terrifying? I think it's this idea that he attacks you when you're sleeping. And that's such a vulnerable spot for people because it's like, you that means you have no rest. And then you that's why you see in the movie where like, they start to like become delusional because you know you can't stay awake forever. Like your body needs to sleep. It becomes to shut down. So it's like he's an inevitable villain. Like he, you know, Jason will always be at the lake or in space, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> but when you think about Freddy, he can come to you in your dreams. He can in in some cases he can manipulate and possess people and become people to attack people in the real world. He's like he has multiple strands as long as there's enough fear in him. I guess that's his his bravado is that as long as you forget about him. But when somebody can invoke that much fear in a town, and and like if one town gives him that much power, imagine if like he was able to sp- outspread that. Right. They should probably do a movie like that where it like spreads everywhere. Yeah. I wonder how yes. how that would be. But yeah, I completely agree. Like how that would make him an iconic horror villain, just not being able to escape him. So, I mean, in regards to like how Jason, you said you can literally just get into a car and just drive away, you know, like this is really, he's not going to really find you. He's probably not going to care to find you um, unless he's really put somewhere else out of his realm. But other than that, if you, you can't escape Freddy because like, okay, I can live in this house. I'm having dreams here or like nightmares. I move somewhere else. I'm still going to have nightmares. Like, what am I going to do with that? Like, I cannot, end up escaping him whatsoever until either I find a way to either defeat him or I just ultimately die. So I think that definitely is going to make him very memorable. And just knowing that, like, I'm sure like he's scared so many people, even like, even though it is a movie, but I'm sure a lot of people are so scared to probably go to sleep that, that night when they watched it, like just thinking Mm -hmm. back if you're in the eighties, you know, so they're probably not wanting to, dream and like see him because that'd be fucking scary so i would agree 100 percent. so we have nancy thompson so she is our final girl and she's considered one of the most iconic final girls in horror cinema so what qualities do you think make her character stand out 
Well, I feel like Nancy, she's not, she's not a final girl out of um, a continue. Because I mean, Nancy, what was it? I would say Nancy in the third movie. Um, mm-hmm. She's more so like a guiding help. Like at first, she was, you know, they were all victims to this, but then she mm-hmm. began to become more of like a a standing lead for the next generation of those people that are gonna were enduring it. And she was more of like this warrior aspect of like she wanted to kill him no matter what. Like it was mm-hmm. just like from her inception, it's just like she he had took everything from her. So she really had nothing. She she had nothing more to go for. So she was very much willing to do what she needed to do to take out Freddie at every point, even to her yeah. her last breath. She was willing. Yeah, no, exactly. I agree with that. And I think also she has like that very caring factor towards her. Like mm-hmm. she wants she wants like the best for everyone around her and she will try everything in her will to try to save you. So going from like the first one, I mean, you see her friends that are com- like coming across these issues and she's trying to figure out a way to stop everything. So just being able to be willing to go into that dreamlike state to actually like confront freddie in the very first one like she knows like the risks that she's taking in regards to going into that world but she's going to do anything in her power to stop him which she definitely does and then of course in the third one you have her just being like how you said like a guiding light and just trying to make sure that she will stop at nothing to actually kill freddie even when she gets stabbed by him and she's just like i'm not going to go down until like you're completely down and unfortunately, she, like, meets her demise there. But I felt bad because I didn't know much of Nancy besides number one. And then I did a top ten or top five final girl episode. And I didn't include her in, like, my top ten. And now I feel really bad because now I really like her as a person. So She's I'm a like, baddie. She, She's a she baddie. Is. I know. Honestly, and- <laughs> I mean, those kids, like. In reality, she wants Freddy dead, and she could have probably found another way to do it than involving these kids that were like going through shit. But she, she was like, "No, you will be the warriors, and you will fight him. We got this." Yeah, yeah. she had a little too much trust in these kids, unfortunately. Yeah, no, but... I think she was just too trusting, especially how Freddy got her. I would. That was probably my one moment that I was like. You're like, no. Yeah. She, I mean, again, that's like another quality of her, like she, like how much trust she has and how much trust she has in other people. So I really love her as a final girl and I give her her flowers because now I feel super bad for not including her in my top five. So I was like, damn, well, it's cool. I mean, she's on my long list, but now she's way higher on my list because of these movies that I watched. So moving on from Nancy, um, the movie explores the theme of blurring the line between dreams and reality. How effectively do you think this theme was executed and what impact did it have on the story? I think they really executed it properly because of this idea that they're not like they, they stop trying to go to sleep or like their parents are trying to like make them take medicine so that they actually sleep because they're in bad. So they're, they're faced with real world issues because of the fact that, yeah, sleeping is going to make you hallucinate. Sleeping is going to start shifting this, this balance between are you asleep or are you awake? And that's why there's times where like Freddie's able to kind of come to them when they haven't slept for multiple hours because they're already in that middle state. And then when they're in the dream world, it's like, they're totally 
succumb to anything that you want. There is really in the first in the first movie there isn't this idea this idea of being able to really fight back in the dream. Mm-hmm. So it's this 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 terror of like you you can't escape the the troubles of the real world and you can't try to stay away from your dreams because you, at one point you are going to sort of come to it and you are going to knock out or you're going to become hallucinant and it's going to affect you on the long sleep. Yeah, exactly. And then it makes you like when you're in that weird balance of like you're awake but asleep because like you know like you doze off and you're like, oh shit, did I just fall asleep for like two minutes or something? Like you don't even yeah. realize it. And just those split seconds because then you're in your dream world and you feel like, oh, I slept for a, a long time, but you really didn't. So if you're in that dream, you're going to be stuck there for God knows long and it's going to suck. I like how they have when you're in that dream state, but yet in the real world, like you, like the people are looking at you like, oh, what are they doing? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just like weird and like scary. So it kind of makes it seem like, oh, they committed suicide. But like there's a specific scene in, in the first Nightmare on Elm Street where she's like literally flinging around everywhere. And you're like, well, she can't do that on her own, you know? So yeah. going into like the deaths and everything, I'm, I mean, it's going to be added into it anyways. Which death stood out to you the most? Okay, you know, we have to go for the one that's iconic. Mm-hmm. It, it is the Johnny Depp death. You know, he was walking around with his little crop top, his <laughs> 80s phone, gets in bed, and then Freddy drags his ass, and all you see is this gusher of blood, especially just for the first movie. I think that one, I think, is an iconic, an iconic kill. And I think it was just, I loved it. It's just like the subtle, it was a subtleness that he thought he was awake and he goes off and then boom. Right. And and when I saw that scene, I mean, I always saw the gifts before it. And then I was like, I just need to just watch the full thing. So I, I ended up watching it. And then just the parents and like the cops going into the room itself, you just see red everywhere. It doesn't mm-hmm. show like the bed or anything. I don't think, I don't think it does. Does it? I think, well, when he, when he goes down, like I think Freddie, oh, well, yeah. like it, it shoots, it shoots like a volcano thing of, of blood. But I don't think they show yeah. after. Yeah. I meant like the after. Cause I was wondering, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, did he get mutilated or like, is his, is he just like nowhere to be found, but like he just sprayed all across the walls and it's just crazy. Cause I'm like, how would that have looked in the real world? Like, would you see him get dragged under the bed for some reason? Like, would you see all that blood like that? Or like, I don't know. Again, like I overthink well, yeah. everything. <laughs> so like even, well, no, because that's the truth. Cause I think, I mean, we can even pull from that one that we talked about not being good because the story was good. Um, the newer one, how they show, that you know he was in bed with his girlfriend and then he looks up and she's on top of the wall and he she has scratches and stuff mm-hmm. and they start they blame him for killing her because yeah. but it still showed all this because it showed all the slashes it shows all that stuff it shows all the like physical damage he does when he does physical mm-hmm. damage i mean obviously when in the dream world if he uses some like hallucinogen like like if he's like choking you underwater then mm-hmm. it's gonna seem like you drown yeah exactly so you're just like either it looks yeah. like you're getting choked in real world or something i don't know yeah. it was just it's really cool how they like play all that into it so i that's what i really like about these movies where it's it like something's happening to them in their in the dream world and then it's just like i wonder how it looks on the outside world even that's like really fucked up to say but i just wanted to like see i i like seeing um like 
how they portray that in horror movies. So it's just super mm-hmm. cool how they just like bend everything. So I really like it. And because this, these were the only questions I've had for number one. Um, the only one I was going to ask you as well was who was your favorite character in the first Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, honestly, it was Johnny Depp's character. <laughs> I won't Come lie. On. I mean, you know. Because he's cute? Yeah. I was hoping that he was going to make it longer. Yeah, but, you he know, was not a final uh, boy. No, he was not. He was not. He was. I think that was one of his first movies, though. But I love Nancy as a character. I think she was a baddie. Um, but I think she becomes even more of, like, top tier for me in the third mm-hmm. movie. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, in that movie, I'm going to give it to Glenn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would bounce around between Glenn or Nancy. So, I mean, I feel like any of those two choices are a great pick. So, I mean, you have them, like, they're like just really sweet characters, like people, like characters that you really care about, you know? So I'm like, damn, Mm. I don't want them to go. So that's why I really Really look forward to in a character. Like I had to look. And see, like, do I care for you? Like, as a person, would I? And I'm like, yes, I would. So they're like really charming and nice. So I, yeah, they're they're gorgeous, you know. So we'll move on from there. And you're gonna have, we're gonna talk more Nancy, of course, in number three. So in number two, she is not a recurring character in this one, so she does not come back. But it is a different approach compared to the first movie. So what were your thoughts on Freddy's Revenge, like, on its shift in tone? And like the story direction. I think it was different because obviously it's not a final girl, it's a final boy. Um, and it's it's centered around this guy and this and this idea of like Freddie taking over his body. I thought it was I mean, obviously, like it didn't follow that path of like going along the same uh, a, a straight line. It's kind of like showing that Freddie wasn't just torturing these people, he was also torturing other people. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was it was he wanted to torture everybody in that town. So it just showed like the impact, like I said, of like his of being scared of Freddie and this fear that he was able to like conjure up. And like mm-hmm. he was able to show it in this movie. Like he wasn't just in the dreams, like he was literally like possessing this dude. And like the right. way that they show him like coming out of his body at points of the movie is just like you know, practical effects were are always top tier. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, when I saw that, I was just shocked. So I like recently watched it, like not that long ago. And I was like, dang, what the hell? Like, I was missing out on this. And I, is that the reason why, like, he is in the party scene and then he goes into like the pool area and just kind of just like showing how he looks? Like, he's getting more fear from them. Is that like what he's wanting? Yeah. Well, I mean, because remember in the party scene, that's when he actually like fully comes freddy and starts killing people in during the party it's because mm-hmm. as mu- people need to fear him and know who he is because i don't think he was i think in the like i guess the mythology of the show like he was probably defeated pretty harshly so he couldn't like manifest through dreams so he had to recreate that nightmare again for him because like he needs to have people thinking of him and if he couldn't manifest oh, in his okay. dream he had to repurpose himself in a way which was focusing all his energy towards this one person 
Yeah, and then this one person is Jesse. So, like, he has, like, this weird connection with Freddy Krueger. And I was wondering the whole time, like, why is he so connected to him? Is it because he's literally just living in Nancy's house on Elm Street? And then Freddy is just like, let me just possess this guy so I can reign terror once again. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't remember if it actually, like, explains if he has, like, a, a bloodline with him. But, yeah, I think it was just more so, like, a beef. Maybe it was, like he was attached to Nancy and like there was like a, a missing vendetta. So mm-hmm. maybe if we can just like imagine a world where he was just like, well, fuck it. She left. I'll just haunt this bitch. <laughs> Basically like, is what happened. But I mean, cause realistically he was in like, he was not doing what he was doing to, to Nancy and them. He wanted to kill them right this way. He wanted to take control of this dude. He wanted yeah. to like, like, but possess and then and create restart that fear again because then in the third one you know it jumps back to like this idea of like sleep and all that stuff exactly yeah so that's where it definitely differs from the original one so this one took like a complete like 180 like i did not expect this to have like go this route so just like him being possessed by freddie like the way i'm imagining in my head is just like jesse moves into this house He's starting to have nightmares. And then Freddy's like, well, I'm going to possess him because this is Nancy's home. And it's kind of like tied to that. And then let me just possess this guy and then go from there. So like the stronger he gets and the more he's able to like um, illusion everything. So maybe, I don't know. I was just like weird to like kind of follow. There is a lot of like subtext in this movie. I don't know if you like read into that before. I'm just going to ask you anyways, but basically it's like often noted for like themes related to sexuality and coming of age. So how did you interpret these themes in the yeah, context actually, of the movie? You know, I think if I'm not mistaken, there was an interview about that and how there was subtle, there was subtle suggestions. And then that it was, it's, it was supposed to talk about, uh, I, I don't remember the, the, the total interview, so I don't want to talk. I can't say word for um, verbatim, but it was mm-hmm. this idea that um, Freddy coming out of him and it's like this monster supposedly. Um, and it, it's supposed to like talk about, yes, it's supposed to be like, a, like kind of like have gay undertones and like, like, like sexuality undertones and like keeping your sexuality personal undertones, I guess. Cause I think one of the writers on this one was like an in the closet person if i'm not mistaken during okay. that time so it was kind of like a bit of a love letter to himself honestly i'm yeah. gonna have to research it and i will send it to you but i do remember them actually talking about that because there was like this undertone that was pretty prevalent in it mm-hmm. yeah like I-, I was looking at articles and stuff how basically it was how jesse was like conflicted in between like oh he likes lisa but he also possibly likes his best friend gordy i never got like him and gordy's like friendship type thing i thought he i thought gordy was his bully for like the longest and then i was like wait are they friends like are they best friends or something i don't understand i didn't really see jesse like liking liking gordy like that but then again, I mean, probably I just completely missed it. There was times when I was just like, when they're both together in the room, and he's just like, oh, like, why do you want to sleep here with me when, like, you have a girl over there? So I guess, like, there was, like, those subtle little hints. So maybe, like, Freddie going into his body is just, like, a coming, 
like coming of age story where he's just like, well, there's another of me like no one else knows about. But Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, like how lovely is it to put it like into a horror movie? I feel like horror has always been pretty gay. So Mm -hmm. it's just like really cool just being like, well, I'm Jesse, but I'm also Freddy. So it's like I have two sides of me, but like one I had to like hide and I can't really show that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I see the undertones for sure. And just like when I was looking at the articles, I was like, okay, like that makes sense. Just like the whole Gordy and Jesse thing. I, mm. I didn't really connect those two together like that. But I guess if I were to like kind of really pay attention, then maybe. But if someone else has any thoughts on those and you can let me know, because I am all for that, you can tell me everything. So, so yeah, I mean, Freddie is an ally. <laughs> He's an ally. Yeah. What's that uh, video? It's like, fuck, what do they say? They're like, say something. And then they're like, ally. I don't know. I just butchered that video. Isn't it something like, this is my gay. Say hi. Ally. No, wait. Some shit like that. It's something like that. Oh, my. It's it's like somewhere out there. But whatever. They know what we're saying. Exactly. They they get the message. They do. We are on some stuff, okay? So you're good. So, yeah, we were talking about um, possessing of Jesse's body. So how did the possession, like, impact, like, the whole overall horror experience? Um, uh, Well, I would say that I would honestly be honest. In in a list of three, he, you know, two is third um, Mm -hmm. for me. Um, But... I think the possession did, it did change a lot of perspective for me, like for Freddy Krueger, because my, you know, my idea, I mean, you know, obviously I wasn't born in the 80s. So mm-hmm. when I watched these movies, I didn't really watch them in like secession. Um, so like, I think I watched this one and then I watched the third one. And then mm-hmm. I watched like, you know, Freddy versus Jason. And then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was a mix of things. But when I got into this one, like it, it feels, it, it's a lot different. But I think now looking at it, it's just, it just opens up this caliber of what Freddy is and possession. Like it's like now he's really like this demonic thing goes back to what, you know, we had talked about earlier before is like, mm-hmm. he's more than just like a burn victim who was like hitting, hurting children. Like he's true evil embodied, like, you know, not to shit on everybody else, but I don't see, you know, Michael Myers and everybody gaining new powers. Like, new new po- new movie new bitch like honestly there. like he bitch. like being able to possess somebody to the point where like you could pretty much have them kill you know we were talking about why was he doing that to him instead of Nancy maybe it's the idea that he wanted to do that to Nancy he his idea was like i was going to possess Nancy and make her do all these killings so that she could go and rot in hell for all i give a shit but it was him there and that's why he had to get the one that got all got all the possession and had to go through all that pain and struggle. But exactly. yeah, no, I think it it adds a new it adds a new caliber to this idea that Freddie is more than just like a, this guy who who did really fucked up shit. Like he is now an embodiment of evil and pure fear. Yeah, he has range for sure too. Like he has he does so much in the dreams. I just like he can conjure anything. So I would be terrified of this bitch, honestly. Did you I apologize. Do you did you know that he actually had they had a show for Freddy Krueger? A show? No. Yes. 
there was a series. I think it's like I think he had like two or three seasons, maybe less. But he had a TV show of wow. of Freddy Krueger nightmares. It was not. It's called. It was called Nightmares by Freddy Krueger. And he would like, wow. yeah, like you would be in his boiler room, and he would give you different, like, like yeah, like he has range. Yeah, he he honestly does. And I mean, if you play the movie, the game Dead by Daylight, he's also in there. He also has range. Like he has so many different powers that he has. So you know, I have I have him. I just don't. Have the, I have the game. I just don't play it. But I did. I did buy him because I was like, if there's a Freddy out there, I want to have it exactly no i i agree with that yeah i have i haven't played in like quite some time uh, like for i don't know some odd reason but i'll i'll jump on it again but yeah a lot of fun i know that's a little tangent but that's fine all right so what is what are some of the aspects of the sequel that you believe worked well and what could have been improved for this one i guess more dream i think we it, it, it needed more dream dream action it needed this that a little bit more of like what made freddy like freddy cougar mm-hmm. um and i like i said i think something that i liked is that it gave him more range um it 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 kind of you know talked about it like we were talking about like it has undertones um it has some subtle undertones for things that you know can be relatable in some ways so, I mean, it, it has its moments, but I think that it really, it steps away from what Freddy is. Because if you think about it, that's like the one, it's like the last movie that they do that in, in full caliber. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I need to watch the other ones to like have my two cents on that portion of it. But I would say as well, like just like straying away from it a little bit did um, lose like maybe some interest. But I mean, I was still, it was still like a fun movie to watch. Of course, like it is cheesy and stuff because of the eighties, but I mean, I love the cheesiness, and I'm all for that, so I had a blast watching it uh i I think one thing that I feel like they could have improved would be the beginning, like the bus scene. I didn't really care for that scene, and it was just like odd, like it was just like these three random strangers that I did not know, unless like the first guy was like the was Jesse, but like it didn't look like him for some reason to me. I was confused. Yeah, it was just yeah. See that movie. See that's the thing though. I feel like that was that movie made also produced by Wes Craven. Was Ooh, that was is a that? good idea. I mean, that's a good question. I do not know. See, I wonder if he was just like a producer for the second movie because it really does stray away from like I feel like it does sway. I mean, it still had Wes Craven feel, but I didn't really have like if you look at like the third movie and then. Even with his new nightmare and all that stuff, like it still ha- follows. He he like he follows like a an outline of like yeah. characters. I feel like that one really like had its moments, but you mm-hmm. know they did yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think he. Um. So yeah, Wes Craven didn't wasn't a part of Nightmare on Elm Street too. So yeah, it said like Robert Shea offered Wes Craven the chance to direct again, but he turned down the offer since he had many problems with the script, such as the possessed parakeet. Oh, that's what he said. That he seemed very ridiculous to him. Dane, well, yeah. Well, you know what? You know what? We could compare. We could say that these, this movie and um, Halloween night. What is it? Uh, night of the Witches. Uh, season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. I we can put mm-hmm. them on the same caliber then. Yeah, basically. Yep, exactly. That's a, a great, 
Uh, yep, that it is. There you, go. there you go. All right. So that's actually all that I have for part two for you. So, I mean, again, I had a fun time watching it for that one. But yeah, let's jump into um, Dream Warriors. I mean, part three. So I had a fun time watching this. I would say from one through three, I really enjoyed this one a lot because of the dream se- sequences. And there's a lot of dreams in it but also just like the return of Nancy and everything. So what did you think of part three? I fucking loved it. I think part three is fucking beautiful because what I'm, I know Wes Craven was a part of that one because what part two was missing 120% was thrown like a gusher in that one. Like there was this idea of them going back into their dreams and like, what is it? Like when he's, when he's playing a video game with this dude's life, like that shit mm-hmm. was crazy. Like it was cool. It was it was fresh. It was it felt like Freddy. It felt very much like like this dude is like torturing these guys in the most creative ways. And then they're trying to fight back. And it's like it's just like it's like there was this this movie took from like this the first movie where there wasn't really that fight back. Now they're fighting, but they're realizing that like you're fighting in his game. Yeah, right. And then it's just like, oh, shit, I have powers that I can do in my dreams. So like, just like then being able to conjure up that power. It's like, oh, like I can do this in my dreams. So like, what can you do? And then like, just having to be able to put all that together to try to defeat this demon. So I think that is super cool. And we're going to play a little bit a little bit with that. in one of the other later questions. So I want you to hold off your thoughts on that specifically. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm sure you would probably have a lot to say. so yeah i mean again we have nancy actually reprising her role so she like what do you think her return affected the film and its connection to the original movie i think it it brought back their connection i feel like it really i mean she lived she he obviously had a vendetta he has a vendetta for her too so i really think that at least for her story it rounded it out she Mm -hmm. deserved that she deserved some type of like like where was she then? Like, how is she? Where is where did she? Where is her? Where is her thought process the same way that Jamie Lee Curtis' character's thought process is from surviving these types of things? Like, like what what shaped her? And like she became somebody who continued to help and care about people and care about the well beings of other people. And to the very end, like she was willing to sacrifice her life. So it really like helped shape realize that she was a, she was his original final girl, and they forgot about her in the second one. But it, it helped at least give her story like closure, yeah, and and really exemplify that like you know she was willing to go toe to toe with this crazed fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love Nancy as a final girl. So in my head, she didn't die. So I'm like, she can live on for me at least. <laughs> but well, yeah, I remember she... when we talked about it in West Craven. Technically, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you are right. So I need to watch that. Yeah, I think just like getting her included into this was great. And they're just showing how much she would do to protect the people around her. Even These are like complete strangers to her. But yeah, she's just like out here trying her best to have them survive so i really enjoy that i mean going into the dream powers so like the concept of dream powers played a significant role in the film uh which with each character possessing a distinct ability within their dreams which character's power resonated with you the most and why um hmm. dang trying to remember 
I can let you know the powers. Yes. So yes, please. you have the main girl. Oh my god, I forgot her name. It's not the one that can help people. They was it that the one that can help people get into the dreams? Yes. So she basically knows like parkour. <laughs> like she can like do <laughs> like right. she's like gymnastic chick, and then but like she can still like kind of flip and like kick Freddy and shit. Uh, you have one of the characters. He's super strong. Uh, one of the characters, he is a wizard, basically. Another one doesn't speak in in reality, but in his dream, he can talk. And I guess he is like his voice is just like really powerful. And then you have the chick that turns into like a badass with like the mohawk, and she's just like, "Oh, in my dream, I'm pretty and I can kick ass or some shit." So <laughs> what I'm hearing is most of these kids died. <laughs> Um, <laughs> actually no surprisingly there was three final people oh my gosh I think that would have yeah. to go for the, see that's why you have somebody like Nancy because without <laughs> Nancy they would have been sushi oh for real oh, you know if anything if you don't even have to choose their ability you can make up your own if you would <laughs> you know you know no I mean I mean, no, I'm just thinking like because I, I remember the movie I honestly haven't seen that one in a bit um, mm-hmm. but I remember, and I'm just saying, like, parkour. I'm like, yeah, Freddy's killing me. I'm yeah. like, wizard. I'm like, I feel like Freddy's gonna do some dumb shit. Like, okay, wizard dragon, fuck you. Yeah, basically. Like, I know you're, it was... you're strong. Let's see how strong. Put a huge weight on me. It's so funny, too, because there is a scene where, like, the kid, he's like, oh, I have wizard magic, so, like, let me electrocute you kind of thing. And Freddy's like, oh, yeah, it hurts, blah, blah, blah. And then he just, like, grabs him out of nowhere. And I'm like, what does this kid do? He did nothing. Literally. Exactly. Because Freddy is, to him, Freddy, Freddy's like, it's still dream. Like, exactly. you need something to You know what? Give me fire, bitch. I will have fire. <laughs> I will be pyrokinetic he, and I will retoast him. He'll he'll get retoasted, honestly. Yes. And I feel like he may, I feel like he should be scared of fire. You know, I don't. I think there was like a little play in that, like he's scared of fire. I didn't. I don't know if that was like the yes, new one. Freddy or... and Jason. Um, oh, Freddy versus Jason. The they explore the idea because Jason's scared of water and Freddy's scared of fire because those are the things mm-hmm. that sent them to you know damnation. Yeah, okay. That's what I was that's what, I know I'm getting that from somewhere. It's Kelly yeah, Rowland's month, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen I don't know if you saw that little meme that was circulating. I just literally no, saw it not too long ago. Where you know Kelly Rowland, how she's in Freddy versus Jason? Yes. And oh, just, she's she's talking shit <laughs> Yeah, she's like talking about his sweat sweater and then <laughs> you know, it's just funny and they're like Bro, it's that, her movie that movie was a comedy See, that movie they really said i feel like robert england says fuck it like let's do it because that i mean like the, the smoking slug i'm like yeah that movie was made for that was the 2000s when it was 2000s. yeah 2000s yeah that was I during mean, the time when we thought they were making versus movies for everyone and i really wish they would have i was hoping for a chucky versus leprechaun Dude, that would be funny. I mean, I would love to have, like, Michael versus someone as well. So, I mean, not going to happen anytime soon, I'm sure. I mean, maybe someone will make it, like the Winnie the Pooh one. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, would be a cool one. Would be even if it's like I don't know, Michael versus either Jason or Chainsaw, uh, Texas Chainsaw. Oh, like, yeah. Like he's on a he's on a prison bus getting taken to an a uh, an isolated prison where it breaks down in the middle of Texas and but mm-hmm. Chainsaw Man, there's Leather there's actually comics. with his family. There's a co- um, I don't know if you know this, but there's horror comics. Um, I follow some guy on TikTok, and there's one where Jason. Meets the the the, the chainsaw now uh, the chainsaw I don't know what Leatherface yeah Leatherface he he meets Leatherface family and he actually chills with them for a while oh wow okay I need to yeah. you should send me it I want to see yes it. I, I will there's actually comics. there's those ones there's Chucky comics I was like I didn't know these existed why well, didn't either so now you have to shoot them my way I only know that yes. a Terrifier comic exists but that's all oh, that's all wow. I know Terrifier. Yeah. <sighs> I love Terrifieds. So. Oh, you know the yeah. second one. Uh, I know we're streaming from off album, but second one, that girl that got scalped like a potato. All right. She, All right. Yeah, for real, and she was still alive at the very I end. Like, oh, like, my dude. body had goosebumps. Like I was like, oh god, like, uh, and he, it was his. And the worst part is that was his her mom. So it's like, hi, I'm coming for you next. Exactly for real. So it was just like intense, and then just like him being like so happy, grabbing some bleach and salt. He's like, "Let me go add some salt to your wound." Literally. So I'm like, "Fuck!" He is deprived. Oh, he is deranged. I I love him. Waiting for the third one. (laughs) I waited for the third one. It better be more gruesome than this, which it will be, I'm sure. So let's just get back into. Nightmare on Elm Street. So the film features some memorable kills by Freddy Krueger. Which death scene or kill sequence was the most memorable or creative in your opinion? Um, I, I, I was talking about earlier, but the video game one where he's like playing the kid like as a video game. And I think he's like, he's like running from, he's like has him on a, like a 2D running screen. And then he has him getting fucked up by like the little boxer dudes. So like, I think it was really creative. Another you know, kill that from that movie would have to be, you know, um, Nancy's because mm-hmm. I was shooketh. He really liked Scary Movie 5. Be- no, I guess Scary Movie 5 took that from him because, like, it was, I don't know, do you, I don't know if you, uh, this is me, ADHD. The Scary Movie 5, when they had the ring and, like, she's, mm-hmm. had you, did you watch Scary Movie 5? Yeah, it, and she's just like, thank you all. Your, your kindness has yes. freed my soul, that yes. one, right? Yes, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. That was literally, literally, Freddy Cooper did that first. Yeah, he really did. With the whole, like, um, imagining Nancy's dad, and then he's just like, psych, bitch. That was yes. not your dad. It was me. Literally. He was like, yeah. you know, I'm going to heaven now. Come, on, come here and give me a hug before I go. I'm just fucking with you. Anyways, yeah, he got but... one last person. I was like, fucking bitch. But she got him in the end, so she did. Da, da, I know. Da, da, da. For real, I know. I really like the uh, marionette one, like the puppeteer one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall that one, but basically, like the the guy, he's like he always sleepwalks, and then they're just thinking like, oh, he's just sleepwalking again. But like in the dream state, Freddy. That's right. He's like all above him. Yeah, ex- yeah, that one was really cool, and then he makes him just jump to his death. I thought that was super cool, and I feel like if they re if they did a Nightmare on Elm Street number three, 
like remade it, but like with like effects now, and hopefully they don't use CGI Freddy. I think they would make that scene really, really cool. Like, I mean, it will look way more gross now, which would be amazing because it'll make you feel like, fuck, I do not want someone grabbing my arteries and shit and like making me their puppet. Like how hurtful does that sound? So I think it'd be super cool. And I thought that one was such a great kill and it was very memorable for me. Of course, the other one I would say would be the TV one. So like when he becomes like the TV and just like grabs the girl and just like, Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. So I think those two for sure would be the memorable ones for me. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. So Dream Warriors uh, delve deeper into the mythology surrounding Freddy Krueger, exploring his origins and backstory. What were your thoughts on this expansion of his character? And did it enhance or detract from the overall horror experience? You know... Like I said, um, I think giving him some original, like, good, I, I love death. I think that, I mean, at one point, you know, they wanted to, to make it more like, you wanted to understand more into this dude because he's di- now you're diving into people's dreams. And, you know, it's kind of, I feel like, because once again, I don't even think Wes Craven went on to direct number four. So to him, maybe it's his way of wrapping up his, his telling of this story. And, like, being able to fully explore parts that maybe he wanted to, like, let the audience know more about about this character. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And in my head, I didn't know. I'm usually good at picking stuff out from a horror movie. But when it became, like, with the the sister. So, Sister mm-hmm. Murray. I forgot her middle name. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The sister Marie, the one that they go to the mental house, house. Yes, and then Freddy's real uh, mother. Yes, I was like, I didn't even think that that was gonna be his mom. And then when like the doctor was actually seeing her, I'll be like, is she? Does she exist? Or like, is he the only one that's able to see her? And like, why is he only able to see her? But I didn't think. So I was thinking like, oh, maybe she's just a ghost. I did not tie together like, oh, that's Freddie's mom. So I was like, what the hell? So I can see, like, the rage that could come from being Freddy itself, like, knowing that backstory for sure. Um, mm. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I mean, that's it's cool to know, like, more of the backstory of, like, a serial killer, um, like, in the movies. So I, I like to know a little more detail. Even they don't even have to explain it that long, you, you know? It's like, oh, they did it for, like, a quick two minutes. And I'm like, okay. Like, you got more backstory. Like, there's really not much that they need to do, like, 20 minutes worth, you know? So Yeah, that's and why at I least like. they don't even try to, like, they don't, and they don't try to victimize him. They don't try to, like, yeah. make, give him an excuse. But they will let, they do let you know that he has, he has trauma. Exactly, right. But, fuck. Well, and then he ends up getting burnt in the first one and then ends up going on these more sprees in Dream State. So, mm-hmm. uh, overall, I really liked Dream Warriors. It's definitely one of the fa- like one of my favorites. It was a lot of fun to watch. I liked the dream aspects of, like, them having, like, dream powers. So, I thought it was super cool. Were their powers cool to me? Definitely not. Because when I was explaining them to you, I was like, these are not cool powers at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, let me freeze something or some shit. Like, I don't want parkour. Like, what the hell? I don't I want to be more limber. No, give me an AK-47 that could kill Freddy. <laughs> <Go to sleep. laughs> 
exactly. I'm like, you are in dream world. Like, conjure up something else. Fuck. Like, how you said, like, get a dinosaur. I don't know. Or a dragon. Literally. Said, not a dinosaur. Yeah, Literally, I'm like, like fuck. Like, Freddy's yeah. outdoing you in your own dream. Yeah, how dare you say I'm pretty and uh, kick ass. I'm like, you were already pretty outside of dream world. Like, what do you mean? Like, you need to be more pretty? So I'm like, that was weird. I was like, I don't need (laughs) your powers. Like, I can make my own. I'll be fine on my own. Yeah, Yeah. so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, again, am really thankful that you told me to watch one through three completely. And I'm, I'm happy that I did. So now I have to visit New Nightmare. So that's going to be on my top yes. list for sure to do. Like in these moments to come. Because I'm probably going to watch it in a little bit. But yeah. So I mean overall I know you like A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then Freddy Krueger as a whole. So I mean did you want to talk anything else in regards to that? I mean just like I said. New Nightmare. Super fucking lit. Because it it takes the audience out of this idea that like you know freddy krueger is this own individual but then it goes deeper and it shows like the reason why like freddy krueger even existed is because of a demonic presence and then like when you look at that those like demonic presence scenes you look back at those movies and you realize like he wouldn't have been able to do possession if that wasn't something that he was already so they were giving hints of him being more than just a human and being a demon at that point um so i think like wes craven really like had vision that he really waited out to like and do so i when you watch that movie you're gonna enjoy it trust me as a horror fan you're gonna love the idea of seeing someone walk away from the stage and it now be the actor living her real horror like she gets phone calls from freddie and she's like freaking out because her husband had just died from a freak accident um and so it's like Now she's living what she had to, like, mentally endure when she was this actress. And then, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have Robert, you have Robert England coming out. You have Wes Craven coming out as themselves and, like, talking about Freddy as, like, he, as if he was this omniscient, like, being that just existed. Dang, that's cool. It's a movie in a movie, which I enjoy. It is. It's it's like a Right? It's like they know that like they're in the movie. So they're like, oh, this is the movie. Like, let me, let me do this movie now. So, yeah, that's super cool. I'm going to have to, I need to visit it for sure. And Freddy is like top tier slasher. Like when you kind of go into it, like you see the range that he has. Like he has so many things that he can do. And I don't think there's like only a little bit of things that can stop him. Before we do go and like get off the podcast and everything i did want to ask you if they were to ever make a new nightmare on elm street how like what direction would you want them to go and like what would you possibly change um i think you know like the new movie that just came out i think the biggest the core value is to make sure freddy looks like freddy or at least not try to make him cgi freddy I think because Freddy, in, in, in concept, being scared of something that comes to you in your dreams is going to freak people out. Because you're when you watch a scary movie, it's usually at night before you go to sleep. So he has the beef to make it happen. And I think they have the writing ability to make a good uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that, that has a new origin story. Or if they want to continue on, like, 
like the Halloween movies and jump around the timeline, which the, the unfortunate thing is like the best the best uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie is a movie that Robert E. Movement is in because that is his yeah. movie. But unfortunately, exactly. he doesn't want to. He doesn't. He already said he's retired from that. Um, yeah, I saw. It's yeah. upset. I mean, he is old, you know. I mean, he, he is, can't. He he's not limber like that. I mean, he can. If anything, maybe he can just voice, and like he doesn't have to do anything, you know. He could just like like another actor can be Freddy, but make sure he looks good. And then, I mean, Robert England. Hopefully, maybe if he's still around, if they end up doing it, like he could just voice it, kind of like how Ghostface is. Like they still use the original yeah. Ghostface, but he doesn't. It's not like him like running around or anything. Like he's just voicing them. So like well, who, definitely, who knows? definitely, they might something. even use his likeness. Like yeah. they do that now. Uh, who what movie? I think they're doing that with Mark Hamill. They they got his they they have a contract to use his likeness so that mm-hmm. they just pay, use AI. You know AI does everything now. Like mm-hmm. they like uh, pretty much put AI um, generated Mark Hamill over another actor, and you never know that's the difference. Yeah, they did that with um, um what's his name. Paul Walker, right? Paul Walker, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't like Slammy. If you guys love Fast and Furious, I do not like any of them. Never watched. I never even watched that movie you're talking about. I think I watched like the first three. Yeah. Okay. I watched the first three as well, and like that was it. Like even the, I was like, I'm over these movies. Like I do not like them at all. But I, I just heard like I know that that's what they did with his brother. So like they put Paul Walker over his brother, and like I mean that's the only thing. So like I mean I'm sure that because of the technology now they can probably do it much better. So I mean it looked pretty good. Like like back then. I mean it was still in the what 2010s. I think that happened. So not that long ago. It's not old. But yeah, I mean it'd be super cool to see freddy return and go just to see like what route they would go i mean i feel like scream is doing so well right now but like i think they need to bring back like friday the 13th or like a nightmare on elm street like just for like shits and giggles you know like they don't have to do a whole franchise i think they will i feel like they will just because i mean you know everybody's a cash cow grabber yeah freddy has been quiet for a while since freddy versus jason i mean no i mean that move they know 20 the 2010 one was not good. So mm-hmm. it's been quiet for a while. You know, they let it breathe because realistically it's like, it's hard. It's harder. I think he's a much harder thing to restart because Michael and Jason both wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Ghostface wears a mask. There's your, so your the iconicness is the mask. It's not the person. But mm-hmm. the thing about Freddy is it's the person, not a mask. So it's exactly. a little harder for that franchise to survive because they're, you're going to always have an association with these slasher films. And what you're asking is to like have a new association with a new person if they're not able to like get his face. So it's just like, I hope they do. I love Freddy. I would love to see another Freddy movie. And I think it would be crazy as shit for them to get like, like, uh, like a director like from somebody who worked on like Inception or like these other movies where they take you on like a mindfuck of dreams. And have them like have Freddy like mindfuck people or like have it where he's on a like we talk like on a nationwide thing where he's like trying to spread his fear everywhere and yeah. be like a global fucking threat. Exactly. See, it's just like they just need to hear like the horror fans like what 
they should do and like just like go based off of that because sometimes i feel like a lot of people that are writing these scripts are not horror fans sometimes and they're like oh maybe they'll like this and it's just like what was that you know i'm sure we all have like those little nitpicky things but i really want them to return and i know it's really it's like hard though because you're gonna have like those diehard fans when they're like that was crappy and then they're just gonna like shit on it you know so it's like you want it to live as much as possible and it's okay to like remake something like even if it's slightly different like hey like it might be super good so i mean like the evil dead movies i think those are amazing like i love those the newest one evil dead rise it literally said fuck them kids bro honestly the deal is like fuck them kids and fuck you too no dead ass bro that movie it was a really good funny movie at times yeah but i was just like uh yeah no that movie was a hello fuck them kids like which one's next you you like Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just like that creep factor was there. You see, it, like someone, if they were to like to do that and like grab Nightmare on Elm Street, like how bloody that is or something, I don't know. Again, I'm like a big gore whore. So I'm like, don't listen to me sometimes because the more blood for me, the the better. But at the same time, I know I need to like tone it down a bit because I'm like, okay, a lot of people don't like a lot of blood. But if you're like maybe Evil Dead, then maybe that'll be a film for you. So yeah. yeah. I appreciate all of that. But yeah, I mean, this was fun. I really enjoyed having that Nightmare on Elm Street talk. This was definitely a episode I wanted to cover because I don't have anything on Nightmare on Elm Street. So I'm very happy that Freddy has his own episode, as he should. And I want to, I mean, if you're open to it as well, because you love this franchise, then I would be I would like be willing to watch all the other ones and then like have another conversation regarding those. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. And then the top things is talking about how they like. Yes, and then we can end it with uh, new. Sorry, new nightmare. And you're gonna tell me, Angel, that should have been one of the first movies I watched. Awesome. It is fucking scary. It's gonna happen. I I know it's gonna happen. So I'm I'm gonna have to watch all of them. I mean, on Amazon, I think they're only like two bucks to rent, so it's not even that bad. They're and not on any, not on any um, streaming services right now. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I was like looking. I know they used to be on like Hulu, I think, but I believe they took them out. Hopefully in October, I, you know, they need to like just put all the old ones on there, just like have them on there again, just for October at least. So I can at least binge watch. Them, oh yeah, you know? they they I mean, usually do it during October. It's yeah, on. that's that's how I did Friday the Thirteenth. So I was like, let me just binge watch. I, when I was working too, so I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this when I'm working, but I was having a blast. So let me live my life. I feel that no, sometimes I'll be working and I have my shows just going off, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, I can hear you. Right, exactly. And we're like, wait, I missed that scene. Hold up, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, this is a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on. I do want to let everyone know where you can follow Angel on like any social media. So, Angel, please go ahead and plug yourself oh, yeah. in. So, uh, you can follow me on Instagram underscore Angel D E E underscore. And yeah. All right. Well, thank you for letting me on. It's been fun. I was talking about Freddie, and it's been a blast getting into his 
shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I know it was a long time coming. I know you were wanting to talk about it and I'm like, I need to get onto this. So I'm super happy that it finally happened. And I mean, there's going to be more. So again, in the future, once I finish those other ones, we can definitely talk about the other ones as well, because this is a franchise that needs to be talked about. And I think a lot of people shit on it sometimes. <laughs> They, well, you know what it is. People hate camp, but camp is survival. Survives. It, exactly. So just deal with it. It's <laughs> going to be fun. But yeah, until next time, guys. I hope you guys had a fantabulous time. And don't have any nightmares tonight. I mean, unless you do, Freddie might be there. But again, stay spooky, and I'll see you guys soon.